All right, Tim. What do we want to do? Do you want to write down a script or something? What do we want to do about our a little? Um, well, there's something short and sweet, but I guess we gotta like have the website or something like. You know what I mean? We gotta like advertise it. I guess. What's, what's the website? Is it is it pastthepopcorn.neozass? I don't really know. Let's all go to the podcast. I don't know. Let's all go to the podcast. Let's all go to the podcast. Pa- okay, pass the popcorn at neozaz.com. Yeah, there you go, Tim. All right, so yeah, let's let's just let's just try it. When you say pass the popcorn, pause and I go pass the popcorn. Okay. Like I do on all the episodes. It's <laughs> it's it's my thing. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hi there. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And we are trying to get more listeners for our podcast called Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn. <clears throat> Pass the Popcorn is a show that Chris and I, who see, we, we see a ton of movies each. We do. Me more so than him. We, uh, we basically just sit down and we talk about the movies we saw that week. We're really great at self-promotion. We hope that you join us. You can you can find Pass the Popcorn all at the same places you find Star Wars in Character or the Grady's or what have you. All the Neozaz things. You can find them on iTunes. And you can also find us at passthepopcorn.neozaz.com. So next hey, time... Chris. Yes. <laughs> Never mind. Next time you're at a movie theater and you look over and you see me or Tim, we might ask you to... Pass the Popcorn. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Welcome to this special episode of Star Wars in Character. This is another Inside the Star Wars in Character studio where I take a little bit of time to learn more about all the hosts on the show. And tonight we are featuring Tim. So, Tim, thank you for taking some time out of your weekend to join me tonight. Oh, no, this is awesome. Yeah, I heard... The other ones, and I was like, ooh, I can't wait for mine. <laughs> okay. Well, this is this may be a little different in the way the flow of the show goes, because I tried to... I wrote out the questions in a linear fashion, but as I learned with Chris's interview, some things, uh, answers lead to questions that are further down the line, and... Uh, don't want to. I don't want to stall out anything you have to say. So if we jump all around this one, that's the way we go. I'm learning as we go. By the time I'm done all this, I'll have it mastered, and we'll never have to do it again. So it'd have been time well spent. So just to start off with, just I I hinted on. I'm not hinted on, but I hit on the Star Wars kind of past in Chris and Christie's a little bit. I'm not going to dwell on it much, but might as well start from the beginning with you as well. With you being the youngest of us, I have a feeling yeah. your story. Is going to be a little different to how Star Wars started for you way back when. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I I know my parents had told me that they brought me to see Star Wars uh, at a drive-in. I was only like one year old when Star Wars came out, so I obviously don't remember remember this. I was born in Claremont, New Hampshire, which is down in the southwest area of New Hampshire um, in the mountains, and. Um, so we, I, then Claremont at the time was a little town. I haven't been up there in a long time. I've told it sort of 
over the since I since I moved in 1983, I'm told it sort of shrunk and then got bigger and then shrunk again. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, there's all there's all sorts of economy issues. I think. Oh, I see. Okay, thirty years, but um, uh, I so I don't remember going to see Star Wars, but my 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 mother had told me that she had brought me. Uh, they brought me to the drive-in that was that was there in Claremont. I don't think it's there anymore. There used to be, and I've, I've since researched this. I've actually gone online and gone and done MapQuest and done Google Maps and, and and driven from where my house was, like on the Google Maps, going from where my my house was there all the way down to where the movie theaters were. I, I actually could remember the route, even though I moved from there when I was seven, um, and uh, I. And the, the movie theater, one of the movie theaters is still there, but the drive-in that they brought me to is, I believe, is gone. Oh man! And then um, from there, I think my first exposure to Star Wars was the b- via the storybook um, that my brother had. So my my brother was not a big Star Wars fan. My brother was a big sports fan, so he could he could care less. He couldn't care less <laughs> about Star Wars, and I. I think my family, and I may have said this in, in one of our other other um, episodes, I think my family expected me to go in the same direction. They, they expected me to be big into sports and wanted to play baseball and go bowling and football and all that sort of stuff. And that is not me at all. Um, I was more interested in Star Wars, and my brother was less interested in Star Wars, so I sort of took over his book. And then when I started to get a little older, um I could remember things from Return of the I'm sorry Empire Strikes Back when that came out. That came out when I was four, and I could remember that going to see that clearly. And uh, and even into in Return of the Jedi, it was like yeah, I can remember Return of the Jedi the day that came out like it was yesterday. No, so did you see it the day it came out? No, uh, I actually remember there was a um, there was a grocery store there called the Grand Union. One end of this shopping center had a Kmart. And the other side had a Grand Union. And from looking at pictures of this theater in Claremont, I believe they've torn down both the Kmart oh. <laughs> and the Grand Union. Um, and there was a Papagino's pizza somewhere in the middle. Um, we went grocery shopping. And I remember uh, seeing the line going all the way from the movie theater all the way down to Kmart. This is back when you still had to wait in lines. And right. I haven't seen lines like that since when we worked at the movie theater, things like Lion King or uh, um, Jurassic Park is the one I Jurassic remember. Park, yeah, Forrest Gump, the, the movies like that, um, Batman Forever. Right. <laughs> That's one that stands out. I remember we had this tape line that went all around the movie theater for the for the next next screening <laughs> for, for that one day until so, yeah. word got out. It was like, oh, <laughs> um, but I do remember. I remember. Uh, I was like, oh my god! Like I was like almost probably literally shitting my pants and <laughs> my dad while well, my mom went into the grocery store my dad brought me down to go look at the movie theater look at the poster and i remember they had the um lobby cards up at the top of the window oh yeah um, and those lobby cards i i really got to get my hand on one of those i think i think when i go to uh celebration i think one of my one of my goals is to get a, an original lobby card for return of the jedi just because the memory that I have associated, especially with the one of them. Uh, it's a famous picture of the cast standing on Endor. And I remember that picture specifically up there above the, the doors and uh, right up above, above the, the, uh, um, the entryway. 
And, mm. uh, and I was just, I remember I grabbed my dad's hand and digging my thumbnail into his hand oh, to wow. the point that like I drew <laughs> blood and he was like, ow. Uh, and, um, but we didn't see it that night. I believe we saw it the next night. Oh, okay. Um, so still, yeah, early on. Yeah. And, and I was, I loved the Ewoks at the time and there was a Burger King right across the street, but right across the street afterwards and got the Burger King. It was an Ewok glass. Oh yeah. yeah. Those are cool. So yeah, that the, the return of the Jedi is, is, you know, clear, clear as day that the empire strikes back is a little hazy. I'm not sure which theater I saw it in. I may have saw it in that same theater or it may have been this old, 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 one screen theater that was our, that was in our downtown area that closed around that time. I remember the last movie that played in that theater because they kept the poster up forever uh, was the Devil and Max Devlin, the Bill Cosby, <laughs> Elliot Gould movie. Why does uh, Bill Cosby come up in everything we do? Was <laughs> <laughs> Devil? Drink this, Elliot. <laughs> I got a lot of good ideas from that script. Oh. <laughs> so Cosby. <laughs> Cosby, I, I guess the thing with Cosby is he. I, there's a lot of things that like through our lives, the 70s, 80s, yeah. and 90s. Cosby was always there. He was, and yeah, yeah, and everywhere I turn, I, there's another place he was. I forgot, like when um, Christy had gotten the uh, like an electric best of the electric company or something DVD, some nostalgia gift from a friend oh, yeah. at Christmas, and there he was. All I'm like, I forgot he was on this too, and I don't know what's up with him, Rita Moreno, and that milk. Now, now looking at it now, it looks a little funny, but anyway, I went to, a, I went to, a, there's a, there's a very strange little town in Virginia. If anybody's ever driving up uh highway 81, interstate 81, it's a place called natural bridge. And there is a, there is a wax museum and wax museum figurine factory. And I remember going in there and I have it on my Facebook page. I'll post it after this goes up. I'll, I'll, I'll remember to post it. Seeing a wax cosby head oh god <laughs> behind the cage it was like they just had a bill cosby head ready to go just in case wow okay yeah that's <laughs> that would be an interesting sight just the head behind the cage yeah it's just oh <laughs> so with you like i said being younger and return of the jedi coming out at the age you were at we you you mentioned this i think more than we do on the show but we all experienced it there's that period called the dark times that fans refer to mm. this seems to be something that stuck with you more than the rest of us and i wonder if that has something to do with the age what w- comes into your mind when you think about these times where there's absolutely no star wars whatsoever um i mean for me i stuck with star wars for a while because as as long as i possibly could uh because i remember you know i was seven when return of the jedi came out so like when you know down the road when power of the force came out you know, I was still into action figures, even though I was, I was starting to get a little old, but I was I was still into them. I was like, ooh. But even though I didn't get too many of the Power Force, because, uh, you know, after that, you had I also had G.I. Joe and Transformers. Mm. And those were what kids were really talking about at the, uh, after Star Wars. So, you know, you want to be with your friends and play with your friends, but, you know, you, you, they're not into Star Wars, so you have to sort of move on. Right. But I would still pay attention. I would go to places uh, in the, and I, I'm, I wonder where these places are now. Like where do, where do toys get liquidated? There used to be like toy liquidators and KB was also a big toy liquidation company where you would go and you would find in 87, 88, 89, you could still find star Wars figures either in the package. Um, 
sometimes in the package and like for like 99 cents or they would come in the little Kenner bags. Yeah. Those I remember seeing. So I would always, I would always go and see those and I would go to the library and buy the, or, or and take out the storybooks or not the storybooks, but the novelizations and read those. So even up until like the late eighties, I was still paying attention to star Wars, even though I was, you know, more interested at the time with like transformers and GI Joe and, and then eventually Batman. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it never really went away. And then when it did go away, it was sort of in high school, but then it started to come back again yeah. in the early nineties where I, yeah, and I, I've said this where I went to a concert. I think it was Eddie money. Uh, Eddie money was playing at at music fest in Bethlehem. And I saw a girl wearing a star Wars shirt and I was like, Oh my God. Right. And I like, and I was back in and I, oh, wow. I, okay. I, I, uh, I had went got a Star Wars shirt. I found that I found that same Star Wars shirt somewhere. Uh, I had a Yoda necklace I made out of an action figure. <laughs> I remember you telling that story? Um, that's in my yeah. I have that in my one of my yearbook photos. I'm wearing that Yoda <laughs> necklace. And someone else did the same thing. There were no, there was another person that was in my study hall, and she was like, "Oh, that's cool." She did the same thing. So there were a couple couple of us walking around. Oh, that's funny. With Yoda necklaces. But yeah, and then in the early 90s it was a, it, it sort of came back and then right as we were graduating action figures and books and the talk of new movies and comics and stuff all started to come back out. So I was really I was right there at the forefront of like, "Oh, all of this stuff coming back and I was really excited." Now, as far as now we we know, I mean, we certainly know how you discuss stars with your friends now. I mean, we record it every week. But yeah. back then, what kind of, did you have Star Wars story discussions or character discussions or any kind of the discussions of the minutiae like we do now with anybody during these times? No, not really. I remember in high school, I had my friend Tim Broder, uh, who is now... I think he's a, he works in finance on on Wall Street. Wow, <laughs> up in Manhattan, and uh, and uh, another good friend, Justin Justin Brown. I don't think he, I uh, Tim might listen to the show, but I don't think Justin does. Uh, but yeah, they were they were the two other people that were still Star Wars fans. Um, Justin a little less so, Tim a little more so, um, and so those are the people that I would talk about. But we we didn't. There were there wasn't the the amount of stuff available uh, at that time, right? To right. even like talk about like like you know what is a what does a Jawa smell like? It's like <laughs> you would we would just be like oh yeah like yeah Bosk is neat and um and also at this time you could go to flea markets and find those action figures and things really easily. Um, so when I would uh, we'd go to Zerns and or Humar and we'd see the action figures and sometimes in packages and we'd buy them up here and there. Um, just to have them, and uh, and that was really it. It wasn't it wasn't so much buying to to collect for value. It was just sort of buying just to sort of reminisce, and we just thought they were they were fun. Okay, so what yeah. about like the uh, this isn't in my notes. What are like the role playing games and the other what source material there was before the books and anything anything? Did you read any of those to learn any more about this? Any kind of deep studying in those days? No, no? okay, no. I, it was it was mainly. I think the only thing that I got that was really like behind the behind the scenes stuff was like, um, there was like a I remember there was a dollar store at the Richland Mall, and this is again in the early nineties, and in, in there they had the annotated screenplay for Empire Strikes Back, and it had 
a lot of Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnson's sketches that and annotated with the uh, with the script. So it would say it would have different things like, well, when this happens, this happened on screen, and this is supposed to mean that and this. And I wish I had that book. I don't think it was a. I don't think it was an official license. I think it was a oh, knockoff okay. book. Um, so I don't even know how to even search for that. But that was that was. I would read through it. I'm like, oh, they, well, they they were originally wanted a monkey for Yoda, <laughs> and things like that. Is it, that was about the extent of it? Okay. Well, that brings up a question that I have later, but I'm going to do it now so I don't forget it. You said behind the scenes. You certainly have a much broader knowledge of behind the scenes than I do, <laughs> and probably anyone else on the show. And I, if I remember correctly, and we'll get into the theater days here shortly, I think you, if I remember correctly, you studied or at least had a, 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 a desire to study film at one point. Yeah. Okay. And it, as the film stuff all came about after like being exposed to a lot of the great independent films that came out in the early nineties, like, um, you know, slacker and clerks and uh, Pulp Fiction and things like that. But learning how it going and, and I would actually go to seminars uh, about special effects. I wow. Quite, okay. That I, would, I didn't know. That's awesome. I would go to, I would like, I would find out about things going on at like temple or Tyler school of art. And like the, the guys from K and B effects would be there and they'd show you how to do practical effects. And I would go and see these things. Um, and so as a result with star Wars, like I, I started to really pay attention to that. And then, the information started to really flow back when the special editions came out. Cause they would always talk about, this is how it was done. And this is how it's done now. And they would talk about the people that did that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, and then when we started going to the celebrations, I started going to the behind the scenes panels and learning about how, you know, how Ben Bird did sound effects and uh, inspirations for, for character design from, from different from different people and paying attention to the uh, the art of Star Wars, so that was always and and there was also a, a trading card set, the original art of Star Wars trading card set that had a lot of interesting behind the scenes information in terms of concept art. Okay. So those sort of things were like my primer before I started to get <laughs> the actual books and and uh, that would actually talk about the making of and uh, go into great detail. Oh, very cool. Okay, so these are the yeah those panels would be for someone like you would be absolutely perfect. Whereas Chris is sitting next to you, just dreaming of that spot in his poster. It's going to be signed. Cause he, that's the only reason he's there sitting with, through this with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember going to one. Um, I think it was the first one in Orlando and it was me and Chris. And I think he, I think he had his entire family and they're sitting there and it was Joel Aaron, who was the, who was one of the, the top effects people at, uh, for the clone wars. And he was talking about lighting and and the mise en scene and the and the placement of pe- characters and and I'm like I'm like oh my god and he's like comparing it to like Cezanne and yeah <laughs> you know all that sort of stuff and I and I'm just like wow this is awesome I look over at Chris and he's like <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but he has his poster in his hand just waiting for like thank you and like we all would run up sign sign please he falls dead asleep but that pen does not leave his hand <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well let's he did. Say special edition. So let's get kind of get into that period of time now. It actually starts off special editions period here starts off with the theater days where we all worked with each other. And mm-hmm. now prior to this, I I know I certainly know this is where I met you. Did you know Chris or Dave prior to the working to the theater? I, I just don't know this story. That's why I'm asking. 
<clears throat> I did not know Chris. Um, I knew Dave. I knew who Dave was because in junior high, Dave was a teaching assistant for uh, for well, there was a class that was called Study Skills. So it was a uh, Miss Miss Kirby was her name. And uh, Dave was her teaching assistant. Dave would always come in. I think we had the class two days a week, and Dave was always there. And we we used to pay attention because Dave always wore wildlife shirts. He would come in with a shirt with a wolf on it or a shirt with a frog on it. And so there was and we we had our we had our desks in certain formations. So I was sitting there with Paul, who was who was a friend of mine at the time, and um, uh. Mike, uh, who, who's unfortunately no longer with us, oh. and, and another guy, and we would be like, "Okay, who, I wonder he's going to wear the wolf today." No, no, he's going to wear the frog. He's going to wear the frog. And it's like, or no, 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 he's got a turtle shirt. So I have that's ne- how we knew Dave. Never saw Dave in one of those shirts. That's I have to mend my notes now for his interview. But then, <laughs> but and, and then I remember going on my. Um, it was, either, it was either my first or my second date with a girl. Uh, and I went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I, I remember like sitting behind Dave. He was Dave was there with Amy, his current, his, his current <laughs> probably only wife. But I just remember there's Dave from study skills. I, I did not take notice what animal he was wearing. <laughs> was too dark. That, that junction. But yeah, Dave was there uh, when I went on my first date. Wow. Yeah. Well, how did you... Come to get the not get the job. I mean, they went to the interview one. How did you apply for it at the theater? I mean, I'm only asking this. I'll tell you why. I, I, just to give a history where that question is coming from. I knew some friends that work there, and that's how I went. I know Chris had come in. I think I don't know if he knew a, fr- a friend or not. But then Dave had come in and as a friend of Chris's, and basically there was like not. I wouldn't say clicks of friends because we all got along, but it seemed to be a place where you went and worked at with friends. Now is I don't remember who else was there outside of the four of us when it comes to that. So what was your story of, of getting the job there? Well, my sister, sister worked there. She oh, was, yes. I forgot. She, See, that's there. A, she was not in her click apparently. Cause I forgot no. that. No, no, <laughs> no. And, uh, so my sister worked there, but and I, I was working down the road at the donut shop. Um, Oh really? Yum, yum donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Still so there, I, I believe, I, I I got the job at the movie theater and um and I didn't I didn't have any friends that worked there at the time. It wasn't until afterwards that you know people would start working there and I and I would make like really good friends and then eventually friends of mine would start working there. Okay. Okay, so people would come in and out. I mean, we've had we we've had so many people that worked there. I, yeah. I mean, Justin, the one that I talked about he worked there for a, for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I talked about earlier with the Star Wars, even though by that point he he wasn't really talking Star Wars as much. And um, you know, we and Brian Prisco, who I think listens to our show, we've talked about him on air. He worked there. Uh, you know, it was it was a social place for us. Like none of us wanted to leave work at the end of the night on yeah. Friday. We all wanted to hang out, and and there were a lot of girls that worked there too. So. During the time, yeah, was, right. That was also a big. That was also a big thing too. It's like, ah, oh, this girl works. Oh, this girl. Ooh, who do they? Oh my god, she's hot. So yeah, there were there was also a lot of uh, dating and 
other things going on with the uh, among the, the staff yeah, at that at that true. particular theater. That could be another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that, now you mentioned that. That's right. You are kind of the first friend of the new of that particular. I don't even want to call it generation. We're not that far apart in age, but you brought in a new round of friends. That's right. Because as soon as you said that, I immediately thought of of three people off the top of my head. I'll, I'll say their their first names: Bobby, Bob. Oh, Amy. There's another one, uh, Amy. Jake. I mean, these were all people yeah, you knew. We, I got to know them too and become friends with them, and, are, and I'm still friends with some of them. But that's right. They're you're kind of the first person of that new round of people. So again, that, <laughs> yeah. this goes back to how I got there, how Dave and Chris got there, and you kind of started that for a lot of other people. See, yeah, I came in right after Chris and Dave had left because I think Dave was off to school. Chris had gotten his job in Doylestown Mm -hmm. and a lot of, and I started like in like September. So there was that whole wave of people that had just graduated high school that went off to college. And then I came in and then it was me yeah, and Bobby. And, uh, and then a little bit later, yeah, Jake came in. I remember Jake. um, Here's the funny thing about Jake and Jake, Jake, Jake Jake is uh, another one of our friends that had, he's passed away a few years ago. Um, I, the thing that I always found interesting about Jake is he uh, he started on the day that Mrs. Doubtfire started at the theater, and he left on the last night it was there. Wow. <laughs> so his entire time at the theater was mystifying. And that, that movie was there quite a while. He, yeah. he, oh, yeah. In the long run, he was only there for maybe like four or five months. But that movie was for four or five months to be in a theater. That was a big deal. That was, yeah. And then Jake went on. He Jake went on to uh, work at uh, the competitor theater that yep. eventually put that theater out of business. Right? <laughs> yep, yeah. it did. Okay, so that was actually more on the theater than I expected, but that was fun. But I, what the the important point was, as a Star Wars fan, I went through this. Dave and Chris experienced this too. You are now in a prime. Well, I'd say position, but not location to be when the special editions come out. Because even though they're being released in theaters, unfortunately, our podunk little theater can't support the minimum requirements to show the films. So, uh, yeah, I went and saw all of them with Chris, not on the opening night, but on the second night, on the Saturday night, because I think we had to work on Friday nights mm-hmm. uh, or Kel had to work on Friday nights. So Saturday night was the only night that was available. So we would go and we would go up to the Tillman, which is... Uh, which is uh, I know was another nearby theater um, up in Allentown, right. and uh, that's where we saw all of the all of the theaters or all of the movies during that time frame. Yeah, uh, was on that Saturday night up there, and I remember again we get there, we wait in line, you get in there, everybody's cheering. I mean, like you don't you normally don't see this in movies. People are very quiet and cordial when they go to theaters generally these days but back then people were cheering and, and getting excited and yeah and just having a just really having a great time when those when those movies were re-released i don't know if you remember this because i was in the same showing as you guys but i didn't we didn't plan to go together i had actually mm. had left the theater by then and me and another group of friends had gone to see it we happened to get tickets at the same time the manager uh jason was his name who had we had oh, worked okay. with he had saw us in line and went of let, let me get you in. And then we walk in and the only other people already seated before general seating was <laughs> you, Chris, Dave, Kelly, and whoever else was there. So we just sat in the row behind you. And you're right. That, that night was, 
That was see that was my only experience, and again, not not my story, but that was my only experience with a huge crowd because after that, I had left uh, the country, and yep. they were not as popular. I saw the other two, but they weren't near as popular. In fact, one of them just me and my roommate and a mother breasting her uh, breastfeeding her child were the only people in the theater Jedi. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm just trying to trying to agree with you and going way too long. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Jedi. I remember. Star Wars was was packed. Empire all just about equally packed. I remember Return of the Jedi was not as busy. We got there, and I think it, I think partly was people didn't realize when it came out because they had pushed that one back a week. Um, it, it, they pushed that back a week, and Private Parts had come out during that same time, so the audience was split, and also the older people weren't as interested in the scene Return of the Jedi because they were like, oh, we don't want to see those teddy bears. So yeah, I think Return yeah. of the Jedi was the was the, the the lowest earner of the three. That's probably true. I never looked at the numbers, but I think you're right. Now, special editions come and go. I mean, say what you will about the changes, but that I think that is more of a post-special edition release conversation. I don't think many people yeah. were complaining about them at the time. And that's something we may talk about in another show. I mean, that's that's something mm-hmm. we never explored. Now, what I want to get into is we got two pretty big types of things going on in Star Wars post this. We got the Zahn books, which lead to a ton of other books and materials, including comics. And then we also have the Power of the Force 2 line of figures. Now, I know the kind of collector you are, but I also know what you like to learn about and think about in star Wars. So I'm really curious on what side of the fence you fall on this. If either, maybe you're right in the middle. The Zon books. I was, I I was all about, I was like, cause I bought those and I loved each. And I I actually reread them. Not, I mean, not super long ago, like a couple years ago, I reread them and, and to sort of see how, you know, the post prequel eyes would, would, would read them. And, they still hold up. There's a little thing. There's things here and there that are kind of like eh, <laughs> that that don't that that don't quite match up. But overall, they're still fantastic reads. And then they they put out like the tales of the cantinas and but then like the Kevin J Anderson books came out and I started tried to read those and I'm like these are terrible. <laughs> and so I stopped. I I pretty much stopped reading the books in general. I would pick up a book every once in a while. And read a little bit of it or page, but I like the anthologies the most. Okay. Yeah. But I was more, I was much more of the action figure guy. I would, Chris and I would go um, everywhere to find action figures. If we found out that there was a figure 60 miles away at a, at a uh, James way. We'd go, okay, let's go. And we'd get in the car and we'd drive (laughs) 60 miles and go, Oh, there it is. Hey, or uh, or like if when a Walmart was a grand opening, I'd be there at the at the thing hoping that I could find, you know, the Death Star Commander or some something like that. We were really big into that, into the action figure collecting. Um, well, something that never occurred to me until you said that back then. I mean, Internet was nothing. If I don't even know if it was existent. I mean, AOL may have been the closest thing that was uh, massly or, or available to the masses. If even I thought might have been early for that. How? How did you guys find out? Because you you've t- you just reminded me of something. Chris has said this many times. Like you'd find out there's a merchant service service exclusive or merchant service whatever the hell that place merchant <laughs> service merchandise. That's it. Exclusive action version of this. There's a KB toy store of that. You just said James Way. How did you guys 
find out about and follow this stuff where these limited edition releases or exclusive releases, I should say, are? During the time that right, it was it was after the special editions. It was uh, that was when I got my first computer with the internet. So I, you know, I would I would go on, you know, Kenner, which later turned to Hasbro.com. Okay, and so you, I would find out about things like that. Okay, I'm thinking this is before that time, but I I I mean, I got swept up in the initial release of them, and then yeah. that was about it. So I don't really recall the time period. Okay, so that is. Uh, here I am thinking you guys are like buying like Starlog and Toy Wizard well, and all these magazines and just the, <laughs> studying every article. The biggest uh, at the time, the biggest, the biggest things on the block were Wizard Magazine and Toy Fair Magazine, which neither <laughs> I combined of those the two, didn't anymore. I? I said Toy Wizard, didn't I? I combined the two. <laughs> <laughs> toy Wizard, yeah, yeah, no, like Toy, yeah, Toy Fair, Toy Fair, and Wizard Magazine were where you, you got all your information. Toy Fair was. I mean, Toy Fair. If Toy Fair existed today, I don't even know what they'd be, what they, what they could do. But back then, it was, it was almost, it was all Star Wars. Like every issue, at least half the book was Star Wars. Yeah. And then the other half was like, oh yeah, there's a new Superman toy, and yeah, there's this over here. Um. So yeah, we. That's that was the that that honestly was the main way that I would learn about where things would were uh where like exclusives and that sort of stuff okay all right well then it's that is what kind of well it, today it's even easier i know where exclusives go to thanks to or are available thanks to facebook and i don't even really yeah. care but uh yeah okay so it wasn't as difficult as i imagine that's still that's cool though um yeah. now <laughs> with the um now i asked chris this question with the power of the force two and now that we're doing these obscure characters, I wish I paid more attention. They are releasing figures of obscure characters, and you are reading some of the literature and some of the books. Are you mm-hmm. getting any of the, ah, I really want to know more about this character feeling yet? Or, well, I mean, what what are you feeling, if anything, towards these obscure characters at this point that you can remember? Um, No, I, I, I wasn't really thinking that so much. At the time, I was more just ooh this figure, and first and in my head, I was like, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> yeah, the road. I'm I keeping know. these in boxes. I and I, I honestly, I, I have very few of those. Uh, I have very few of those left. I only have a couple action figures, um, uh, you know, of, of sentimental value. But mo- almost all of those figures have gone here, there, and everywhere. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it 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 wasn't it it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm not even sure where that where okay. that began. Okay. Okay. Honestly, I know uh, when I saw these figures, it was more of a, oh my god, they made this guy, and then either I had to either felt I needed to buy them or didn't. So I I know exactly what you're talking about. That's most all I can time, remember at least. Most of the time, I was wondering where in the movie is this guy? Like, because there were like Ishi Tib came out, and like, where was this guy? There's because there were a few that I couldn't that I couldn't identify where they were in the movies. And I was like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? They were, yeah, there were, there was a lot like that. Uh, but for the most part, I like, I, I was like, ah, I don't, yeah. Is, is this a Bothan? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well that there is some more things that happen. Star Wars related here, there, whatnot. I don't really have notes on that because we really wanted to do these interviews about Star Wars and character and yeah. your role in that. So now we're kind of into the podcasting years. Now, mm-hmm. just to set that up, I 
I've said this before in the other interviews. I was uh, influenced by two other guys we both know, Quint and Dave, to listen to podcasts and to start podcasting early on. And the next, I'd say, phase of podcasting after that was getting Chris and Dave involved. Actually, they, them getting me involved with their show, The Grady's, which I think I know we've had you on at least once, if not multiple times. Now, I'm just curious, just to get a basis of your history of podcasts, were you a big podcast listener prior to this, or where does... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give me, just give me your yeah. story. I won't give a either or. I'll just let you tell I, me. Uh, I had gotten up right before I moved to Tennessee. My sister and brother gave me an iPod. This is Christmas of 06. Yeah. Christmas of 06. My, my sister gave me like the old iPod classic. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Ooh. And at the time I was, I was very anti iPod. Like, really? Because I'm still, yeah. At the time, I was because I was I, I worked I worked in the music department of Borders. I was still oh, okay. Everybody was talking about MP3s and iTunes, and I was like, I was like, listen, the, the CD is so much better. <laughs> and I still, I, I honestly still feel I, I'm, I'm looking here at a stack of CDs I bought in the past nine months, and it's I have probably a hundred CDs here that I bought in the past nine months. Wow, uh, very cheap now. They're not yeah. as expensive as they used to be. But uh, I, I'm still a, a physical person when it comes to that sort of stuff. But the i the iPod, I when I was on iTunes, I'm like, ooh, podcasts. What are these? And back then, podcasts there weren't that many of them. No. Um, and uh, and I and I immediately was Kevin Smith had his podcast, and that was the first one that I got into. And then I started listening to the Forcecast. Um, this was back before like Jimmy Mack was on. This was back when it was, um, like Pete and Jason, the, the, this is like, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, six, oh seven. Um, and there are a few other things. Like I listen to a, a, like Smithsonian folkways. I listen to podcasts on, you know, hard to find 78s of, of <laughs> Mississippi blues or mountain music and that kind of stuff. And that honestly, and or, or old, you know, African-American spirituals. And honestly, that's, that's the easiest way to find information is on a podcast Yeah, yeah. for a lot of those things. Um, which is it also the same thing with what, how we do it. The easiest way to find information on obscure star Wars characters. The only way you can really do that is either by the encyclopedias, but there's less dick and fart jokes, or you listen to people <laughs> talk about them right. and you get in your entertained. So I started listening to podcasts that way. And before, um, before the Grady's even came around, I had a friend, uh, Margo, who wanted to do a podcast. Uh, she wanted to do a movie podcast, kind of what Chris and Chris and I do. Oh, okay. And so we did two test recordings, and Margo doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> I should actually, I actually have these recordings. And oh, wow. Uh, They're god awful. I should send these to you. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. (laughs) I don't think Margo, but Margo, Margo lived in lived in the Washington D.C. area. She's someone that I that I'd known for for quite a while, and we we would talk about movies all the time. And when I'd go, I'd visit her in Washington. We go to movies. We'd I I teach I would teach her how to sneak into movies (laughs) and not have to pay for everything. Um, But Margo and I just. She 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 does movie reviews for several periodicals in uh, Washington D.C. and she would go and she had actually been on NPR on several things so she oh, wow. had this idea to 
start a movie podcast. So I, I had bought this crappy microphone, which for those who have been with Star Wars and characters since the beginning, and I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> a shitty microphone. Those who listen to the first, what, 25 episodes of Star Wars and character, and you'll wonder why I sound like I'm encased in carbonite. It's because I was using the shittiest <laughs> microphone you could find. Um, and yeah, and we, we tried to record it. Well, I remember the first one we tried to record, we were talking about the Star Trek movie. Um, and it, it was just a train wreck. Oh, jeez! Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was horrible. And then we tried to do a second recording and it was just as bad. And then actually after that, I talked to Margo since then. I really? don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, I know she knows that I podcast and she may or may not, she may or may not listen to some of the stuff. But yeah, and then she sort of just like sort of disappeared. Man, um, there, I think, that, the recording yeah, I think went it was that because bad. I, I kind of let her have it. I'm like, I'm like, these these are horrible, and you're not letting me speak, and you're <laughs> you're you're trying to be too too hoity toity about things. And, uh, uh, so. <laughs> these are bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Margo Margo's a great person, and she, you know, she. She's she knows her stuff when it comes to the movies and um but it's just it just didn't work out. I don't know if I don't think she ever got a podcast off the road oh, off the ground. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, um and then yeah, the Grady's came along and I sat in on a couple of those. Um I think I s- said the C word on one and everybody's like, Whoa! <laughs> maybe." <laughs> uh, but I haven't been on the Grady's in since before uh, the last time was like months and months before we, we even started Star Wars and character and then when, Star Wars and character started when the Grady's takes eight months hiatus at a time. No one's on the Grady. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back then, back then uh, I told Chris, I remember when he was like, he was like, Oh yeah, we got, they got this idea. And I was like, Oh yeah, this will be great. Cause this will, this will bring characters in and we'll just we'll push them over to, to the Grady's and the Grady's. Cause I, at the time I was like, Oh, the Grady's will be your big show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it was it had a strong start, but yeah, the uh well Swick, we know we know exactly <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah. I mean I want, that didn't sound that sounded obnoxious, but I mean we <laughs> we know how, how Star Wars and character is done over the years, else we wouldn't be doing specials like this. So yeah. But that you know what that leads me right into this and I heard it from Chris's perspective and thankfully his memory sucked. He told me where he got the idea for this. I asked him how he pitched it to you. He couldn't remember much. What do you remember of Chris bringing up the idea of Star Wars in character? He, um, I want to say, I, I, I can actually remember, I think where I was, I think he, we were talking on the phone. I think I was sitting in Barnes and Noble and he brought up the idea <laughs> and he said, I, we have this idea like we, cause we like to talk about Star Wars. And I think he and Dave had already talked about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, why don't, why don't we do a Star Wars show? And we just talk about all the weird characters. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds okay. And like, yeah, yeah. And at the time, yeah, I, I and I said, I, I don't remember if he had, if he had the, the title ready, but I was like, I came up with the title Star Wars peripherals. Yeah. Okay. That was, is yeah. in my list of questions. <laughs> not, not the greatest of titles, but again, it was like, it's just one of those things. Star Wars peripherals. Okay. Like, yeah. The, the guys on the side of the screen. And so it doesn't sound like it was that big a deal. I, th- I no. th- Oh, okay. No, no, no. It, it wasn't said. It was just, just brought up. It okay. Was just, gotcha. It was just gotcha. something that was thrown out there. Um, but I remember at the time, because at the time there, all the, all that there was, was the force cast. Mm-hmm. And there, there were, I mean, there were a couple other smaller, small podcasts and some of them still exist. Most of them don't. Um, 
And I was like, oh, that'd be, yeah, okay. I said, I, I said, this has potential to be pretty big because of Star Wars. And right. uh, and I, I and I told Chris, I said, and I know, like, well, on the Gradies, we, you know, you guys use profanity and that sort of stuff. But I think for Star Wars, we got to keep it clean. And I said this at the time, and I've probably said the dirtiest stuff. Yeah, uh, probably more more complete filth than anybody else on the show. That's why. Yeah, this is a large <laughs> note in here, and I did want to bring this up. You were very. I don't want to say vocal. It wasn't any stern anything. I mean, there was no ultimatum, but you were you, you made your opinion clear that you thought it should be clean that we shouldn't curse we obviously didn't anyone that heard lobot that is our first recording there was no dress rehearsal that was it and since then i'm glad you brought this up since then the only times well i shouldn't say the only times the majority of the times where i have to cut something because something (laughs) incredibly inappropriate was said i'd say nine times out of ten it's you that said it (laughs) so your opinions obviously changed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it's like uh, you, you start to learn what's funny and 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 what works, and you got to be there. There has to be, you have to be able to be truthful in what you're saying. So for Chris to constantly be having to hold back isn't truthful, and you also have to you also have to push the limits because if you're constantly staying within the lines there's no there there's no controversy yes and there's nothing that makes people laugh uncomfortably there's nothing that makes people that surprises people if you stay within those confines i mean I'm, i know I'm, I'm saying this in a rather scientific way but you kind of have to push the limits and so i think that's part of the reason that some people really like us and i think that's also part of the reason why there's a lot of people that have heard an episode or two and be like oh my god these guys are idiots yeah oh yes. Yeah. Um, like for, we'll take, we'll take, um, the force cast or over force radio. I do listen to the show. I appreciate what they do. Um, in terms of information, those guys are second to none. And the, and the access that those guys, that those guys have is second to none. It's something that this show's never going to have because we're never going to play by those rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're constantly going to be doing dick and fart jokes, I don't think we're ever going to get an invite to come to, the Presidio, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, right. oh, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and just, but just the way we do things, it's, it's, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but, probably, and, yeah. and Dave said it, it was, it's, we're like the, it's like the Howard Stern thing. <laughs> some pe- people love Howard Stern. Some people hate Howard Stern. I'm not saying we're like Howard Stern, but we, we sort of push the limits as, as to what you should be saying on a, on a show for for kids movies basically yeah yeah i follow you so okay i do want to go back just a little bit to the beginnings of the show i'm going to talk even really i'm just talking about the first recordings we did we did two episodes Mm -hmm. lobot and wado we had a pretty rough idea how the show is going to lay out this is the infamous joke of the three facts that still comes up today four days later but that was i mean that was what we did and we we grew from them but my question to you is i mean we did the recordings we knew in theory what we wanted to do and and much of what you just said was on most of our minds but we didn't know what we were gonna do we sat and re-recorded i know when you go i know firsthand when you go back to listen to something after you've recorded you hear things completely differently 
I shared all the recordings and the edit the edited recordings with everyone before we posted it. Mm-hmm. What with your initial, mm, I guess, ideas of how the show or what we could or should do. What did you think about what you heard about and what we're about to release for everyone to hear? Um. I don't know. Uh, I, I remember laughing. I remember, but I, 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 at the same time, I was a little like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and part of it was because in, as I said, like I was a big fan of rebel force radio and I, and our uh, force cast. And I wanted to play nice. Like uh, <laughs> I kind of wanted us to be buddies with them at the mm-hmm. time. I've since, you know, realized that's never going to happen. I mean, we're friendly with them, but that's it's that's not that's never going to happen and now and honestly it it shouldn't happen yeah but um so like like when you said who the fuck is um, Jimmy <laughs> Man, i'm like i was like ah oh, geez that's just gonna that's we're never gonna get we're never gonna get their respect um and that was it, and that was an earnest answer that was not me start trying to start anything i really yeah. didn't know who that was and it didn't start anything and i have since met yeah. jimmy mack and he's been very nice to me and if that were to come up again, I would mention that he's always been very nice to me, but I honestly didn't know who that was and was confused. Honestly, that's what the reaction yeah. was from. Yeah, and, and he's been on our show, so you know we we helped them out when they were going out on their own. So and they yeah. helped us out by coming on and promoting us because I think we picked up a few fans. I'm sure we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, initially, yeah. I mean, I was a little uptight, and and I think if if you hear some of those recordings. There are times where I'm just like, mm. <laughs> there are times, and and and, and I think I, I think I wanted the show to go in in a certain direction, and I realized I I, I didn't have that kind of, kind of control, and I think, uh, I and, and I haven't gone back to listen to those shows. I I almost don't want to. It, it's like it, it's like it would be like going back and like reliving certain bad memories because. <laughs> Because I think I, I was I was I was a little bit of a prima donna for for a while about how I thought the show was supposed to go, and when it wasn't going my way or the way I thought not not my way, but the way I thought that it should be going, you know, there would be times like eh. mm-hmm. yeah, and so so there, but there are a few shows back then in my mind. I'm like, oh my god, I can never listen to that show again. <laughs> That's interesting. I, and and I, on a, and and I don't I don't go back and listen to the shows. Um, as much as I did, as I do, I, I, I generally, I'll, I'll my listen to a show once or twice, or if I go on a road trip, I'll add a few extra ones on there that I've already heard. Uh, but I, I, I went, once I li- listened to the show once or twice, I, I generally don't go back and listen to it, which, um, if I went back and listened to some of the shows, I'd probably really laugh again because, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I always forget what stupid jokes I, I, I say on the thing. And then when I'm listening to the shows, I'll be hearing stupid jokes and I'll be like, Oh, I should have said this. Yeah, about someone's yeah. dick. And if someone farted there. And <laughs> yeah, I do. I find that angle or your, your, well, your, certainly your opinion interesting because I do listen to a lot of the old episodes. I said this, I think if I haven't, I, I listen to it primarily at the gym because they're, they're a good length for a workout. It's really fun to listen to the old ones again and hear things. I don't remember. And going all the way back to the beginning, I don't get a sense of anything you're talking about. But then again, I'm not in your head listening to it. So there, yeah, I mean, you know, and, well, but, and I bet you there's, I, I, but I can, to agree with you, I bet you there's some things and some episodes that I roll my eyes at my own voice about that you guys have would not think twice about. So I can kind of see what you're talking about for sure. 
There have been shows. Uh, it's usually the ones that that I'm that when I host, mm. like when I'm doing the, the stories, where at the end of the show, I'm, and I'm like, oh my god, that, that fucking sucked. <laughs> Oh my god! And then you know, three weeks later, you know, when it gets posted, um, I'll listen. I'm like, oh my god, that show was awesome. <laughs> you, uh, and I don't mean just you. I mean everybody. I think that does these shows. Uh, uh, it, having the mindset of talking about it and recording the show, then turning that off and listening to it are so two different things. Because what you yeah. just explained is almost every recording of every show I walk away from. I'm like, oh man, that just is lackluster compared to what we just released. And then I go and edit and go, wow, what was I thinking? This is better than anything we've done before. I mean, it, yeah, the, the it's mindset. Like, oh, that's the funniest episode ever. Yeah. Like when we do it, cause you're, you're nervous and you're, cause you're, you're nervous thinking, what am I going to say? Yeah. And like, I, and you know, I, if, if, if I'm, if I'm reading the facts or what have you, mm-hmm. I'm like, I have a hard time joking about this stuff. Cause I, <laughs> right. I want to keep going with the, with what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Cause I've, I've done this on the few I've hosted. I've actually written a thought of a joke while going through the notes and made a note for it. And then I get to it and read it and it falls flat. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I stopped doing that because okay. uh, I find that it's better to just go in the moment. That's, that's um, the worst feeling is when I thought that was so funny. And I say, it and then you hear just Dave go, that's interesting. Yes. yes <laughs> well, and, 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 um, it's like I'll, I'll I'll be reading the thing and I and I'll feel like I've been talking for five minutes and no one said anything, yeah. and then I'll pause, waiting for someone to go <laughs> or something like that, and nothing happens. And that, and I think that's that's where it comes. I'm like, oh my god! But then when you start listening to it over again, you hear Chris, you know, yeah. playing the you know the the soundboard when he when we did the soundboard or saying things here and there. Um, yep. It all it all comes together. So now when we go in to do the, the episodes i don't i'm not i don't feel as nervous anymore right like i did because i know that it chances are it's going to work itself out in the end yeah yeah and i try my i mean there's been times where we've fumbled over our own words we all have and i make a conscious effort to take all that out so that it just doesn't put a spotlight on anyone and make them nervous in the future because if, if you heard that left in the recording you might be even more self-conscious and i wouldn't want that that's how i that's how i yeah. try to treat it i edit almost everything neo's as does and there's a whole we got a whole family now doing the shows and i really try to make sure it's something they that i would want to hear uh, out of my own voice on there so i, I hope that helps yeah i would say uh, the, of the last you know we've done what almost 150 episodes yeah, almost i would say the last 75 uh, the last 75 i thought have been a, uh, the have been better than the first seventy five. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, but I would say the last fifty, I think, have been. That's that's like after the hundredth episode, it's just kind of. I realize just go in and do the stuff, and 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 you you know everybody has the role. We yep. all sort of have fit into it, and the shows nine and a half times out of ten come off working perfectly. Yeah, in my in my opinion. Oh, I I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. But talking about the earlier shows, I'm just talking about when we release them. We release them, and for the most, I don't even know how to say, um, of all the shows we did, no, we didn't do a whole lot. We didn't have a whole lot of news out of shows out yet. We had like maybe three running at the time. 
But of all the ones we had done, this was the one that got the quickest feedback and positive feedback. iTunes reviews, apart from all the news has guys posting their reviews, we're getting positive reviews from people we don't know. Facebook page is starting to fill up. This is a new experience for me. What what are you thinking mm-hmm. when you see something that we're, I think, collectively not sure how is going to be perceived or received by the Star Wars fans is we're getting the fans we're hoping to have and they're getting what we're doing is what I'm trying to say. How, how are you taking this all in? <clears throat> it was cool. Um, you know, occasionally we used to, we used to get the occasional person that would come on the Facebook page and put something, put something, you know, negative on yeah. there and try to try to flame up. But I haven't seen that happen in, I would say that at least two years, mm-hmm. So we used to have someone, but we, but we would also have people come on and say really great things about us. And I remember the, the, those first, uh, like that first year that we were doing the podcast, it was, you know, our, our Facebook page would like, we get like 200 fans and it would just sort of stick there at 200, (laughs) but those people would constantly be commenting and saying, so of those 200 fans, like, 20 of them were constantly making comments here and there. So we got to know all these people and that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and then it just sort of kept growing and growing and then it sort of stalled. And then all of a sudden it just exploded. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And then um, we started to, you know, and, and since fa- I mean, Facebook is all about people friending people and, 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 and I, I've been getting, I would get friend requests from people that listen to the show. And initially I didn't like bringing people. I was like, Oh, I don't know this person in real life. My face page is for personal things. And, um, and then I realized I don't really post anything personal on here. I'm not like <laughs> posting like, you know, hey, you know, my, my tumor has gotten bigger. Death <laughs> yeah. is around the corner. I'm not posting things like that. I'm Matt just likes sharing this. things like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just sharing things like, you know, uh, record store, f- Black Friday is coming right. up. Exclusive vinyl <laughs> releases. Uh, so I just share stuff like this. I realized. So I started letting people in, and that was, and then you know that that started a whole community, and then our page, and yep. then it was really kind of neat to start to communicate with people through Facebook, and and they were sort of looking to us as you know sources of entertainment and information, and that that kind of felt nice. It was like, yay, like yeah used to be part of the fan community and there's, and there's, there's a, there's an aspect of being a consumer, but it's a lot more fulfilling when you are providing content oh, yes. for the fan community rather than just constantly absorbing it. Absolutely. Um, so that, and, and to be known uh, by name among people in the community and, and to, and to parlay that into, you know, getting to meet and talk with people associated with Star Wars in a professional capacity has, has been awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, perfect segue. We hit our first milestone in episode 27, and we do it about Wilhelm Tarkin. And somewhere through Facebook, I think it was Dave, I don't quite remember how, question was reached out to Stephen Stanton, um, and he went the extra mile and tried to contact us, but it was so, we were so in over our heads with that live episode. I, yeah. I could not bring in another person, especially uh, someone associated with Star Wars and, and having a colossal failure. But that led to, I believe, the first interview you, you did, which had to be yep. 
I mean, that had to be really strong. You were watching Clone Wars. I made no yeah. secret that I don't watch much of Clone Wars, if any, <laughs> but you did. So what was this like for you to get this this aspect of the show going? Oh, it was it was cool. Um, I remember getting a call on my cell phone and I picked up the f- cell phone and be like, hello, this is Steven Stanton. The voice <laughs> of I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> um, you know, I got, I got Tarkin on my cell right. phone. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so and that was really cool, and and you know, talk and going back and forth with his management, um, you know, and, and recording the episode, and we actually recorded a whole. There was a whole second episode yes. of, of the interview that we never released. Uh, it was basically we finished the interview, and Stephen and his people, we were just having such a great time. We just stayed on Skype for another like ninety minutes and just talked about everything. Um, and we were going to release it, but then it just didn't, it didn't, it just, it just didn't sound right to release that. It was, yeah. And I remember going through it and it had nothing to do with any kind of secrets being shared or anything saying something they shouldn't. It was just, you hit on so many things that he doesn't get asked about that weren't Star Wars related, that it was so un-Star Wars related that at the time we were trying to keep everything Star Wars and, and you can arguably say we've gone past that limitation several times but at the time we weren't that was really the i think the stopper there but it was nonetheless a great thing to listen to i had the privilege of being able to listen to it uh, between it really is just me you and chris that have ever heard it i was lucky enough to hear it it was really fun to listen to and i'm sorry i wasn't actually involved in that part the clone wars one couldn't have cared less about but that second half was like oh i have some questions wait 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 <laughs> yeah for those for those who don't know steven stanton has in addition to his voiceover career has worked with he had a very extensive uh, practical effects career and and digital effects career with just about everybody and a lot of people associated with the original trilogy so he has this interesting as he has this interesting um uh he has this interesting view on everything because he worked as an effects creator um during his during his early years so he we were talking a lot about that and He's, he worked on a bunch of movies that, you know, were like midnight movies that I was fans of. So we talked about all sorts of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we, t- we had we had him back on a second time um, to talk more Clone Wars. And, mm-hmm. and, and and at the time, and I haven't I haven't gone to try to get interviews as much uh, in in recent, I would say over the past, say, nine um, year and a half or so. But at the time, I, I did the interviews mainly as ways of getting our show promoted. Yeah. So like when Steven Stan would post, put something on his Facebook, Hey, I did this show. Someone would come in. We'd have a hundred people come in and listen to the show yep. and 10 of them would stay. And then we, uh, we get R.A. Dickey, a baseball player, which is something that, look- no, no pun intended, completely left field. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you'd get another 150 people turning, tuning in to listen to R.A. Dickey talk about star Wars. And then 15 of those people stick around. Now, let me ask you about that, because that was an interview I did sit in. That's when we all sat in. I mean, Dave wasn't going to miss that one either. Brilliant. Brilliant idea. Did not know at all that he was a Star Wars fan. Had heard the name. Did not know his career. Learned of his career and now following his career, because it was such a great interview. But where did this idea come from? Because that was one of my favorite interviews. And that was one of the best times I had of doing outside our regular episodes. (laughs) I had... I had read somewhere like I, I was try, I was doing searches because I wanted to like interview people outside of Star Wars 
but about Star Wars. Like I was like, okay, well, we could do celebrities. And we had done, there were a few names, some big names. And I, I think you remember some of these, these emails going back and forth saying, oh, we might be able to get yeah, this. Yeah. Some very big names in film and television and, and other things were being passed around. And some of them were coming really close to happening. And then at the last minute, the, 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 uh, the plug gets pulled in music too. a lot of some music people. Yeah. Um, and Ari Dickey was the first one to, I got a, I got a phone call from him and be like, Hey, what can I do to help? And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and he was, and you know, we got, we got him, you know, right as he had just had a pretty good season, but yeah. we got him right before he exploded. Yes. Um, I kind of wish we got him right after he exploded. Yeah. <laughs> we probably would have got more press, but he was great. I mean, just a, I, I read that he was a big Star Wars fan. I read that he would dress up as Darth Vader and walk around the the, the stadium. Um, you know, the the Mets had Star Wars Day, and and he was he he had a lot to do with that. And there were all these Star Wars memes of him out there. Um, and he and he lived here in Nashville, so he was he was really easy to contact. And, yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, and, uh, as as I told you right before we started recording, um, I just had a quick email correspondence with him earlier just to see if he was perhaps going to be finding himself in Anaheim right, during celebration right. weekend. But yeah. And, and then I met, I got to meet him in person. I was one of my favorite things to do on my days off is hang out at bookstores and sit and read the periodicals <laughs> and not pay for them. And oh, I went to one you're and I, one of those guys. <laughs> and what a, uh, well, I put him back. Oh, okay. I drink the coffee and I put him back. <laughs> um, one of the days I was sitting there and I walked in and I was like, Oh, RA is going to be here in an hour. So I hung around and he was, he was there signing his book and I got his book signed for, uh, for myself and, uh, and for one of Kel's friends. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually got on the news. Like uh, someone said, Oh yeah, I saw you on the news. Yeah, you were, you were standing cool. there talking with Ari Dickey. So I was on Nashville news talking with Ari Dickey. I don't know if they got audio, but someone said, yeah, we saw you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was right when his book came out and, but yeah, he's a he's a good friend of ours, and I, I yeah. have a feeling that uh, it might be a while. But I have a feeling that we'll we'll have we'll have more interaction with RA uh, in the time to come. Yeah, I hope to. I mean, that was a fun interview. I I did not expect that to be as much fun and yeah. very. Wow, what a what a gracious guy thanking us just as much as we thanked him, which was completely unnecessary. But he <laughs> yeah. did. He did. So so. Uh, oh, go ahead. If you if you go to uh, if you go, if you ever meet. R.A. Dickey. If you're in the Toronto area, if you happen to see him walking down the street, let him know you're a big fan of Star Wars in character because yeah. he 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 does listen to the show. He does he, he he has said, "Oh yeah, I listen to some of the recent episodes. They're really great." So <laughs> that's cool. So now there was one other interview I wanted to ask you about, and it harkens back to our discussion of your learning about how behind the scenes things work and whatnot. You. This is another one of my favorite ones to listen to, at least. And that was the Don B's interview. Yeah, Don, he's pretty dry. And, but he was, but he, it was a really interesting interview because he's been around for a long yes. time. And he, again, with the practical effects and the robot making and, and that sort of stuff. Um, he just, he just has a million stories. And, and I had seen him speak at several celebrations um, and he's, he was, I, I always find him to be very, very interesting. Um, he's, he, but as, as I said, he's, he's not 
like when you when you go in and you see someone like Ben Burton, Ben Burton is a very, you know, very boisterous, very good public speaker. And Don Bees is a little more reserved. But at the same time, the information he's giving you and the stories he's telling you is like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And yeah. the stuff and just the, the 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 situations he's been around and the little things here and there. And I love that. And and he was again, he was very cool. It was just sort of I sent him a thing and he was like, yeah, sure. I don't think he. I don't think he knew what our show was, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't listen to us. Right. I, um, that's a safe bet. But uh, he. Uh, but he was very nice, and and you know, and he was uh, his his new company doing uh, more practical effects and miniatures is is they're doing awesome stuff. If uh, uh, white room, room artifacts. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah, that was a cool one. I really enjoyed that one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So we're still. I think we're within our first year here or so, but we another big event here. Um, I'm actually going to skip over the holiday special. I think we <laughs> that episode speaks for itself, but I do want to get into the infamous Mob Crim episode yep. because uh, if if there's any, well, I think we're past this point. But if there's any any indication that you're 180 past what you thought the show should be from the get go. Mob Crim is that <laughs> example. That was, and I'll get into this a lot with Dave. It was outlined by Dave. He outlined yep. a story. But as far as presentation goes, that is all you. And you filled in a lot of gaps to kind of bridge some of these notes here. Now, what what can you tell me about that that we have not shared on the show? It was all improv. And... Like as I was doing it, I don't think I even had notes. I think I just had Dave's Dave's notes. And as we were doing it, when I thought of something, that's when I would pop it in there. Like I would be like, Oh yeah, you actually see him. That's that's him. He's got the lightsaber goes on and then off and then on <laughs> yeah, again. That's right. Yeah. It just uh, things like that. Is uh, um but the the whole time I'm the whole time I was reading it, and I don't think I ever said this, the whole time I was doing it. In my head, I was like, I'm given way too much information and I'm way too excited about that, that, that this, that people are going to catch on. So part of me was like, I need to pull it back a little bit, but I, but I, I don't think I did. I think I just kept going with it at the same pace, but it just sort of seemed like I was giving things in way too much detail that people were going to catch on with that. But they, uh, they didn't, I don't think. No, thought, no. But the, yeah, that's that show turned out really great. Now, when you uh, listen to that, like you said, that was all improv. Was there any part went on the listening of the final release where you went, "Wow, what that was pretty good"? Where did I come up with that? In hindsight, Uh it's been so long since I've heard it. Uh, okay. um, I can't, I can't think of a specific moment. Sure, but there were, there was a lot of there, just things like that. Um, I just, I just remembered, yeah, the, the one that I remember is the lightsaber going on and on and then on again. <laughs> Like, it's like someone was having fun that day. Right. <laughs> now we recorded. We had a lot of fun recording it, and when we were going to release it, we we really looked forward to that. I don't think any of us really knew how our listeners are going to react. So, were you nervous at all to post this? Pretty much this sham, this hour long, ultimate waste of time for everyone to listen to. <laughs> no, I think I think. Knowing, because I think you had, I, th- I want to say you had given us the sh- episode in advance, a day or two in advance to listen to. And I think when I, and even if I, even if that wasn't the case, when I heard it, as I was listening to it, I knew it was gold and I, di- I didn't think anybody was going to be mad because it was funny enough that, that 
even if someone was fooled and was angry about it, they would get the joke anyway. It was because it, it was a, a really funny, really funny episode. Yeah, and that exactly seems to have what had happened. People did get the joke. We got an overwhelming positive response yeah. on it, and still do. People still discover it when they discover the new episode. Even it doesn't even need to be April; it could be mm-hmm. October. They'll listen to it, and we'll get a comment and be like, "Ah, oh, damn it, you guys just wasted <laughs> an hour. Great job, blah blah blah." Yeah, it, that's it, the, it, that. That's the great thing about the, <laughs> the, the, those episodes is, uh, yeah, is is the the joke the. The joke will never go away. There's always going to be someone paying attention to it and listening to it for the first time. And they're not going to be listening to it necessarily on April 1st. So, yeah, it'll be like Christmas Eve. They're, they're, they're nestling down with their favorite podcast. Right. Like, oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the joke, the joke, it's the joke that just keeps on giving. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to put it. So we move on, pressing on with episodes here. Now, we get to i think about no it was episode 50 we get to episode 50 and post episode 50 we have another live show post but post episode 50 we start splitting the responsibility of hosting the show to take some of the burden off of you and to give you uh, just another opportunity to do something different on the show how was that initial adjustment for you i loved it okay okay that's what i was wondering yeah it was uh I mean, at the time, it was it was difficult because there would be times where we would try to record three or four episodes at a time. And I know everybody has different opinions on on doing research, but it it, it takes me a long time to yep. do the research because I like to read through it and write it down. And I don't like to do it too far in advance because so when it when it comes to that sort of stuff, it's a lot of work for me in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um. So when we when we did split it up with Dave doing and at the time it was Dave doing original trilogy and me doing prequels right. and then I was like I'm sick of doing just prequels. <laughs> so now we we don't even have a format. It's just whatever whatever yes. Dave wants to do, Dave does, and whatever I choose to do, we do. Um, but at, at the time I was uh, I was relieved. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. And also, uh, my next question: It gives you a, a chance to add something different to the show and i don't know whether it's something you've wanted to or it's a role you fall have fallen into but your comedic additions to it are so different from me and chris's commentary that it's it's just even adds another better aspect to have you and dave switch back and forth and the first things i think of when i say that and this is not limited to this but when you get into a character voice, like when you do Efont Man or when you do Dolan or something, and you just get these stupid things and you go on a completely improvised rant, that is something that always takes me out of editing. I have to stop because I'm laughing. <laughs> what I mean, what do you, uh, what do you enjoy about both sides? I should ask because I didn't ask either side. So why don't you give me the outside of research? Just being one of the color commentators, for lack of a better term, what do you enjoy most about that part? It's it's the easiest thing in the world. You just sort of sit back, and and for me, it's whatever pops into my head. I'll and and I, and I don't censor myself as much. Every once in a while, I'll be like, "Yeah, oh, I know that." Don't say that. <laughs> don't no Holocaust jokes. Uh, <laughs> Not again. No, but no, but yeah. It's, so it it really is. It's 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 a it's a it's a the moment is there, and you you seize that moment. 
or you miss the timing and it's not worth saying. So if I can get it out there, I'll get it out. And there are times where if I do a voice where someone will be doing their thing and I'll just keep going with the voice and I, and I feel bad sometimes talking over like <laughs> Dave's trying to get through the thing and I'm like, someone ate potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. But it's like, I've always wanted to be a, a voiceover actor. Okay. <laughs> so I get to, I get to, ch- I get to do funny voices that way. But the, pr- the, the problem is, is you could say, Tim, do the duality voice. And I'd be like, I don't remember how right. to do the duality voice. Cause I, <laughs> So I can't do it. Like, Duallan was like, hey, everybody, I'm Duallan. You know? <laughs> there, you did it. Now, if yeah, I wrote well, that, if I, I wrote I, that. I listened to that episode not that long ago. I was going to so. say, if I wrote that in a Christmas script, you'd have no idea and just fall back on Tony Danza. <laughs> well, yeah. When, yeah, we, um, the, yeah, the one Christmas thing yeah. when we were, I was sitting there and you were there and you had the, everything set up and you're like, do, the, do your emperor voice. I'm like, shit, I don't remember how I did it in that <laughs> right. voice. And it wasn't until I went back and listened. I'm like, oh, yes, I got it. Work it, work it. Like, so I, it ended up turning into a, a poor Tony, Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. So I never, and, I, and I, I don't always remember my voices. So yes. yeah. I, uh, so it, I have a hard time recalling and going back to them. So if someone was like, this is like Duallan meets Dengar, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know how I'm going to do that. <laughs> Two Ds. Um, when we, when we did the, when we did the comic thing, uh, oh, right. a couple weeks ago, that was really hard for me to go. Cause I really wanted to do different funny voices. Like Chris, Chris does his thing and, uh, you know, everybody has their thing, but I, I, I wanted to do completely different voices and I realized I couldn't do it because I can't, I can't go <sighs> e- as easily from voice to voice to voice and then go back again. Um, like ah. for me, I like the easiest thing would be to do all of my lines all at once of one character and then go and do all of my lines again as a different character. It, I know exactly what you mean. That's exactly what I do when I do multiple roles on those Christmas specials. <laughs> I do them one at a time. I do one complete set of lines for one character at a time and then mix them later. Yeah, because it's hard to go, hey, everybody. Yep. Hello, everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, what about the other side about the when you host and research? What do you like about that? The thing I like about that is I, I like doing, I like doing the, um, the research and I like, I like whittling it down. I like to look at something that looks to be like 600 pages and finding just the sweet spots in it. And that used to be really difficult. Mm. Uh, that used to be really hard early on. You know, I would try to get as much information as I can and I've learned, you know, you don't need to. You don't need to tell everybody everything. You don't need to tell Zuckus every every mission <laughs> yeah, Zuckus right. ever went on. So you just find the the you just find the sweet spots in that. And I like that. And I like I like finding little known things. And I like adding. And I and I, I really like adding the personal stories. Like if we met somebody, um, you know, if they had bad breath or something like that. I like adding those little things because those are the things you're not going to find anywhere else. Our personal stories aren't going to be on wikipedia right true um so that that's that that's what i like i like i like adding those to the ep- to those and some of the some of the characters that i choose i choose because i know oh this person had bad breath i'm gonna write that down I just, I, so i'll do the 45 <laughs> minutes of talking about it, just say my god guy's breath i don't i don't think we ever had a bad breath person, oh. <laughs> it, things like that well, i'm looking forward to the one we do well, a celebration's coming up in a couple <laughs> weeks, so 
Yes. Christian J. Simpson oh. coming with his halitosis. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in as Arthur. Oh, no. <laughs> well, speak, hey, Christian. speaking of celebration and actually yeah. going back to the last, last celebration, another big event, another big, huge milestone, arguably the biggest. We find out that the show we pitched for Celebration 6 was accepted and we are going to be on stage. And having, I've been to the only celebration I experienced ahead up to this point was one hour with you and Chris at Celebration yeah. 5, but you've been going for years. Yeah. What is your reaction to the news, first off? It's terrified. Really? <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was afraid because at the time, we the show was going okay, but I think, I mean, if 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 we, if we gauge our listenership by Facebook, I think at the time that we found out, we only had like five hundred and fifty fans or something like that, and we knew, I we know, and I know not all of those people are going to celebration. So who's going to want to come and see Star Wars in character doing an obscure character face off? That was my thought initially. I mean, I was excited, and I and. Part of me was like, "Oh, it's it's on the it's on the the fan stage, so that's going to be in a tiny room." So, uh, but we we were working, and, and it was a lot of work, and we got it down. I mean, when we did the when we did the run throughs, it was we got it like perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was actually really happy then. I, the only thing I was afraid of is getting my cue cards mixed up. <laughs> like, oh no! Um, but then when we got there, and I saw the room. Luckily, I think I think we did it what on the first day? No, second day. First, second day. Second day, yeah. So we saw the room, like, oh, that's a big room. But luckily, it was early enough in the in the uh, convention that I didn't that we didn't have to like be constantly worrying about it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was like, oh my god, it's over. But we got there, and the and the the first thing I noticed was like we we were standing out there, and the force cast was in there ahead of or Rebel Force Radio at the time. Was uh, other, way around, other way around. Other way around. Forecast at the time. The Forecast Rebel, was, Rebel sorry, Force yeah, now, was yeah. in there, and yeah, and actually, Stephen Stanton was uh-huh. was there too. And, yep. and before we went on, I, we talked with uh, his uh, his man Dutch and Kathy, his his managers, and it was kind of nice to, to say hello. And we talked with them, ran into them a few times throughout the show, the weekend. But we were standing there, and I was here, and I, I knew that their that their show was full. Yeah, it was packed. They, whatever whatever the hell event was, that they were doing was big. Uh, I never went back to listen to what, cause I know they recorded it and put it out as stuff. I never went back to listen to hear what the <laughs> hell they did. Um, but there, uh, there was big. And then um, I saw there were some people s- sitting along the wall and I walked over. I said, oh, are you guys here for, you couldn't get into this one or are you here for the next one? Oh, we're here for the next one. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. I remember you coming over and telling us that. And um, yeah. And then uh, it's, the doors open and we go in there and people are leaving and so the, the people exit out and then, but there are a lot of people stayed, but yeah. a lot of people just, I was like, Holy crap, there are people staying. I don't know if they're just tired and just want to hang around. <laughs> I, the, the, the thing, the thing that, that would, well, that would have pulled people away was they were doing the, they were doing the clone wars season yeah. or red carpet at the same time. And I, and part of me was like, damn it. Yep. I, I was going to be there on the poster side, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, and, and we're there and we're, you guys are setting up and I don't know what to do. So I'm sort of sitting up at the thing and, 
And I get on the microphone like, does anybody have a joke you want to tell? A Star Wars-related joke. Anything to keep it clean. And then uh, kept doing the soundboard yeah. and just <laughs> filling the time. And then, you know, the, before the show starts, I look up and, and there's it's a, there's a respectable amount of people in the in the auditorium and i'm like okay well this is this is fine and then i i'm i'm not paying attention and and when you watch the video i have i have little nervous ticks where I, <laughs> I grab my chin um there's a little nervous ticks that 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 i that i notice that i notice when i when i watch myself and i was like god damn it i'm pissing my pants <laughs> up there when i'm watching this but it, it it went it went really smoothly as as we were going along and Chris was going, I took moments when other people were reading to sort of just breathe and look up and I, you just see the place filling up. Yeah, that's what was the most interesting or exciting part for me, too. Every time I'd look away from the computer, there'd be more people in front of me. That was crazy. It was, uh, yeah, to see the fill up. And I think it, it, people were very loud. Oh, yeah. People really into the into the show. And I think that was what, what was pulling people in is that when people, people hearing people screaming and laughing and having a good time and people walking by like, oh, what's going on in here? And uh, and, and that was, and it, and it was great. And then it, it ended. And then, you know, we had all these people coming up to us and talking to, and asking questions about the show and having to sign autographs, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I had people like, Oh no, yeah, I'm not on Facebook, but yeah, I, I listen to the show and yeah, you're my favorite or Chris <laughs> is my favorite or Dave's my favorite. And you, we would get all that and it was really neat. And I was like, wow. I said, we're going to be celebrities throughout the rest of the show. And then the rest of the show, no one else recognizes. Like, <laughs> like when we were walking the floor and Oh, there were, there were a couple people that were like, Oh yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> and we'd see people with the, with our, our, our bags, the bags they were handed out. Yeah, uh, on their backs. But I was like, are they going to come up and say hello? Oh no, they don't. No, they don't. They just Maybe want a free band. Hello to them. <laughs> no, uh, but it was it was really neat. It was it was one of those things to 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 go to the conventions and finally get a guest pass, right? And to be in the to be in the um, program was really just awesome. I I, I was like that. It, that was like a dream come true. It was just wow. I yeah. can only imagine. I, I was excited to be part of it without any celebration experience so it had to be even more so for you i'm, I'm no doubt no doubt i know um like there's the uh, we're i mean obviously we don't have a, an event this this time around next time around oh yeah <laughs> celebration is next time we'll have an event there will be but, uh, no no doubt that they will get the email this time trust yeah. me <laughs> but uh i i know that there are a lot of podcasts that are going to be doing their first their first uh shows like this a lot of podcasts that some are popular somewhere smaller than us but i i can only imagine how excited they are but i just i don't think they're gonna have a better show than our no no our, our obscure character face that was a unique show that yeah i've never seen and and i hope no one tries to mimic because that's something i yeah. we definitely want to do again so all right, we'll go there in, in uh, Rebel Force Radio of the popular, <laughs> right. the most the most obvious character face off. There you go. That they, they could do that. That's like when StarWars.com did their "This is Madness." I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh, yeah. whoa. That was basically. Wait a minute. Who, who wrote this? Leland Shee. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, then, you know what? There's there's something that I didn't put in my note or, or didn't bring up in my notes was uh we did get to meet Leland Shee. We formed actually a good relationship with him that we still. Yeah use from time to time when we have a question that is relevant to the subject we're doing we've asked him and he's been very nice to answer 
everything we've asked. Yeah. Leland's a good dude. Yep. Leland's a good dude. I, I, I would like to have him involved in the show a little more. Uh, we tried to, we tried to set something up and, and it didn't, didn't quite work out, but uh, just that, due to timing, I was going to say that in the future, that couldn't have been the worst time to ask him. It's like, we, we, I, I won't say what, cause it still might happen, but, and this is all you do. You did all this. You send the email, you go through the channels you need to go through to get him involved. Everything's okay. He agrees. It's approved. Bam. Story, story core group comes out. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, there's no time for something like that. What we're asking him to do right now for him, unfortunately. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get him involved in the show again. I would like to, I would like to get some, some legitimacy back, yeah. back in our corner <laughs> right? Uh, to make us, to make us even, even if it's just to make us feel a little better at times. So after that, we took a bit of a break, but uh, generally as a show, but you did a few more interviews or a couple more interviews. You did Mike Doty, uh, formerly of, was it? Oh, oh yeah. I, I almost said this, uh, Mike this, Doty, uh, Soul, Soul Coffee Soul was, Coffee. Uh, was, was what he was, I was gonna say, best known for back in the 90s. I was going to say yeah, Circles. I'm like, no, wait, Circles is the song, not the band, <laughs> uh, which yeah. was a great interview. Uh, very unexpected. Again, I I know his work. Actually, I learned more about him and I'd probably coughing souls. The last thing you want to bring up to him, I learned. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing is I was, I didn't, I didn't know that until, until we got it. Like, yeah, he doesn't like talking about soul coughing. I'm like, Oh shoot. Uh, all backwards. right. Well, I, I okay. Well, yeah. I guess that, <laughs> but the star Wars as- aspect, I, I did, didn't know anything about with him. So that was cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. To, it was cool to hear him because he's not really a Star Wars fan anymore. But he's, but he has a history with it, so yes. he was more than willing to talk about it because he never. But I think that that was part of the the thing is like he had never really had it out of forum to talk about that. Right. So he's like, he took this opportunity. Like, yeah, we'll talk about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. and he had a, he had an album to promote. I don't know. I don't know how many. I don't know how how much we helped. I know. Uh, I remember yeah. we put that out and like. There was like crickets. No, there was no reaction to it whatsoever. And, and generally, when there's no reaction, it just sort of means okay. Yeah, it's too bad. Nobody yeah. cared about us, right? Well, hey, yeah, we cared at least. Yeah. And then there was the uh, Mike. Or was it Mike Stillman? Brian Stillman. I'm sorry, Brian Stillman interview from Plastic Galaxy, which is my first exposure of Plastic Galaxy. I bought the DVD. I think everybody that's yeah. grown up with those figures has watched this movie. That was another cool interview. That was a that was more of a two huge collectibles or vintage Star Wars figure fans of their child, reliving their childhood conversation more yeah. than an interview. <laughs> yeah, and that was an interview where where I, I kind of felt like it went a little too long. I felt yeah, since since then I've sort of if if I if I'm going to do an interview I'm not going to go as detailed into the questions and. Um, when that actually, when that happened, the funny thing is when that happened, that interview, um, that happened when all hell was breaking loose, yes. the hurricane Sandy <laughs> right. was going on. So the, the, like the Northeast was just getting covered with ice and it was in rain and Chris, you know, was, was out of power for a week yeah. for a week and no, you know, no shot, no water or anything. <laughs> Everything was going, going to shit. I'm doing this interview with him. And I think even in the interview, we talk about, oh, yeah, we're never going to get more Star Wars movies. And that's the, that's the <laughs> exact weekend, like right after, like literally the day after I do the interview or, the, or later on in that day is when Lucasfilm, uh, when they announced that uh. Disney is buying Lucasfilm. <laughs> Everything happened while we were recording that damn episode. Uh, you got terrible timing. 
Oh, I know, I know. It happened. It happened right before Sandy because I remember he said something like, "Oh yeah, they keep talking about this stuff, and then nothing ever happens." <laughs> <laughs> and then Sandy comes up and destroys. Oh, New that's Jersey. right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember him saying that. Yes. Ugh. It was right. It was right before Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> Luckily, he he didn't get any problems, and I think. The worst Chris got was a week without power in a new fence. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> which he just put up this year, or 2014. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on after the break, we we do our regular episodes. Uh, we we took that, I think, well-deserved break and came back better for it. Our next real, any kind of milestone after that is the following April Fool's Day. Well, we, when we do the fake conversation of being picked up by another podcast network that just wants <laughs> yeah. you and I and leaves Dave and Chris in the dust. And again, totally improvised. And you are the biggest dick <laughs> I've ever heard <laughs> on any show in this. That was awesome. <laughs> well, it was, it was one of those things. It's like, you, you, I know what would needle people and I know what, how I would not want <laughs> to be treated and that's exactly what i did as i turned exactly how i would not want to be treated, oh, and, treated okay. and, and to go back and, and to do that to, to to both of them um and yeah and 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 they and they came back like part of it part of it sort of it sort of got into where where it's like yeah they get the joke but they're coming back <laughs> with, with some stuff that's a little close to home because we there were some there were there was a little truth to to some of that art uh, <laughs> on that one. Uh, not going to go into specifics. No, but no, no. There have been situations in the past where uh, that we have had arguments while recording, um, and uh, the the one the one of the main ones that they talk about is one that was instigated by me uh, <laughs> on a particular episode. But uh, yeah, it was hit a little close to home. But part of me while we we're doing, it, I'm like. That hurt a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, was, <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was funny in the in the final. I don't I don't mind putting myself out there for for to to for the sake of humor. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's, it's okay if if someone wants to bring up something that's a little bit a little bit uh, sensitive. It's it's okay as long as you don't start poking it with, <laughs> with a knife. But yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, it was. Yeah, we we hit a little close to home, but it was. It was all for it was all for uh, humor's sake. And that that one I didn't know. I really didn't know what we were doing up until the point we started started recording. So I was, yeah, I didn't know what to do on and that. I didn't. I didn't know where it was going to go either. It was it was one of those things. It was, it was like okay, step A leads to B, leads to C, leads to D. But we didn't know what we didn't know what uh, we knew what A was going to be. But we, I had no idea what B, C, D, and E. Yeah, were exactly. Be, so it yep. just went in its own direction. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those ones where I was like, "How far am I supposed to take this?" And too far, and I I went the complete opposite. I tried to be the be <laughs> you the, tried to pull it back. Yeah, which I, try, I tried I guess to be, is what yeah. is what someone would normally do in a I situation guess, yeah. like that. I mean, I've obviously I've I make no bones about it. I've shot my mouth off plenty of times in my life where I shouldn't have, and I was like, I just <laughs> I'm going to save those moments for when I don't intend to and not do them here and be <laughs> I guess the calm yeah. one in this fake no sense in creating a, any hard feelings when I'll accidentally create them in the future by no doubt with my own big mouth anyway. So <laughs> But uh let's see. That is that is the first of it. We had a couple milestones that year the next one, the next big one for 
me was episode 100 because this is by far now at this point and still is the longest running continuous series I've ever been involved with. <laughs> I was so happy to see 100 on one of our shows. First off, did you expect to hit 100 when we started this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think when I was all I think there was a period where I was like where I was I was a little unhappy and pissy where I was like I'm going to leave at 75. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, and I I considered like I'll I'll stay through I'll stay through celebration and all that sort of stuff. But I'm uh, I think it's time for me to move on, and I'm glad I didn't. I'm, I'm glad I wised up and educated myself to not be stupid. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I I it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom continuing, you know, just a little. Uh, small what what initially seemed to be a small project into something that's turned as big as it has yeah um and to continue it and then to, to see where to see where it continues going forward the other big thing about that particular episode was we asked our listeners to call in oh yeah and a lot of them did a lot more than i expected that was a pleasant surprise at least for me i'm wondering what your thoughts were on that that was cool i, I like that it was uh yeah it, it's it's nice it's nice to to be to have you know affirmation yeah that's true is <laughs> uh, i mean we bring up facebook and and you know we have facebook you know almost 4000 facebook fans right now but i always wonder like how many of them are actually listen to our show because i always see yep. like our facebook numbers going up and down up and down up and down like it's it's been like hovering in the 3900 range yeah i know <laughs> and it goes up and down up and down I'm like what's happening here People, it is bizarre like, are people like canceling their Facebook accounts or are people just like they, they hear an episode and they hate us and they come back the next week and they're like, Oh, that was a great episode. I don't like it. Again. <laughs> right. It's nice to actually have people take the time to call in or uh, email or, or, or what have you and, and talk about what they like and talk about their memories and, and mention favorite episodes and things of that sort. Cause a lot of times I'll mention an event, or, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. But then like, it'll have exited my mind, you know, a year a year in advance. Mm, mm, right. Right. And I, I said this on Chris's episode, and it's worth saying again if, if, to you as well. It's I mean, we we do all this ultimately for a labor of love. And you can only really do something, a hobby that you enjoy. You only put so much work into something that you're doing to entertain yourself that you enjoy, yeah. it makes it easier to go that little extra distance when you get feedback and you're knowing other people are, are enjoying appreciating what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I love about uh, iTunes. I love oh, looking yeah. at the iTunes reviews. So if you guys are listening to this, leave some iTunes reviews because I saw Rebel Force Radio beat it, has more iTunes reviews <laughs> than this. So go in there and give it more iTunes reviews. We need them. That's right. Yeah, that, those always, those just help all around. I mean, they, they certainly motivate us. They help other people of the like that would like this kind of show find this show because it, it just will. There's the whole back end to this that I can't even wrap my head around that people that listen to shows like it that you also listen to. They'll, they'll find their way through the tubes of the Internet to this show by helpful reviews. So that just helps everybody all around. Yeah. I think... I think one th- other thing that our show, and this is uh, this is going a little off topic. I think one other thing that our show is, I know it, I know that we've influenced other other Star Wars podcasts and other podcasts in general. I know people have told us that they've started podcasts because they've heard us and we make it sound easy. <laughs> um, 
And they're like, if I have those idiots can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've also noticed there's been more formatted. I mean, not as, not as high concept as ours, but others formatted as more of just, it's not, not news related. Yes. Like it sort of seemed like before everything was news related. It was uh, current events. And then we came along and I'm not saying that all of these podcasts have listened to us. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably haven't. But then after, after there's all these news ones, these sort of casual fan discussions have sort of, uh, there's a few that have popped up and, mm-hmm. and I think that's neat. I think yeah. it's, it's cool to hopefully uh, I'd like to think that that some of these people do listen to us and, and I listen to them and, um, but it is, it is neat to hear to just things that aren't, that you don't necessarily need to deal with. Oh yeah, this, I saw this figure on the rack and it's really great. And uh, so-and-so has been cast as Zubla, the, the, the great in the <laughs> New Star Wars spinoff movie about you know the Rancor. Yeah. Um, oh god! That's so yeah, I, I I like I like to just hear people just talk about how they feel about stuff rather than constantly have to keep up with the news. Yeah, that is ultimately my favorite podcast as well. In fact, uh, unless it's a show by show roundtable of something I'm watching, I'm I'm right with you. And then I mean not not to pimp them out because I do it. T- too often, but uh, I'm going to do it again because I I enjoy them so much. Two True Freaks, all their shows are like that. It's it's just a they pick a subject and they talk their feelings about it. There's no if there's news, it's because of their feelings about the news about their subject. And so I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and as far as yeah, a lot of quite a few people have said we've influenced them to do their podcast, and I think that's awesome because it's just such a great outlet for everybody's different creativity and to hear we've influenced anyone is, is really yeah. humbling. So that's, that's cool to hear. So now at this point, kind of we were into the Christmas specials, which we've done specials on. I'm not going to rehash all that art war. We've talked to death about, but there was one thing about the first art war auction. I did want to talk about because I think one of the first line after we we start the special just to set the stage here we start the special we talk about how we don't know what's going to happen and the uh, here's the auction we're just going to listen blah 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 auction starts the, the auction the piece shoots through the roof there's dead silence and this has always stuck with me you're the first line out of you once things get serious is I'm tearing up <laughs> do you remember that moment. I, I do. I, I remember just being like, holy crap. We're, this isn't going to be, we're going to be selling these things for 40 bucks a piece. Right. We're, gonna be, <laughs> we're making, I mean, we're pulling in serious money here. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it just completely like blindsided me. I did not expect that to be as successful as it, as it was. I, I honestly was thinking it, the nicest piece would go for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and I, all the rest would be in the fifty, sixty dollar range. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were gonna like six hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, and that would be it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is something. I mean, this is really something. And and in the end, this is just four guys from a small town that like Star Wars that decided to try something. Next thing you know, in this night, by the end of the night, we've turned around ten thousand dollars to give to underprivileged children in three hours. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, how did I know how I felt about that? I, I'm pretty sure I know how you feel, but what do you want to say about that? It was, I mean, it was just, I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's crazy to think 
that people would would put that much money towards stuff. It's crazy to think that something that you created is over in uh, Rancho Obi-Wan as a result. Yeah, I know. Um, that still blows me away. Next, yeah, I mean, to, to hear that pieces are going out there, and I know that next year, Stephen Sansweet, and this is this is going a little off topic, going, Stephen Sansweet is reformatting his tour to, to focus on fan-made things. And there's a book that came out about yeah. fan-made So who knows? <laughs> Maybe one of the Artmore things is in there. And to, and to see something like that to go to that next level would be is, is, is awesome. But the, the, the main thing was raising all that money for the for Toys for Tots. And yeah. The only thing I was a little bummed is I never got to I didn't get to take part in uh, in, in doing any of the shopping. I, I just sort of had to live vicariously by watching Chris talk about, oh yeah, we got this. And I went out and then saw this and saw and seeing all the stuff at the at the um, winter festival yeah. when, when those are donated. I mean, you had to feel, I know it was unfortunate. You didn't get to go. I, me going was a real impulsive decision. I, I mean, I'm glad I did. Didn't necessarily yeah. need to do it, but I mean, you had to feel proud about the, the part you played in getting all those toys of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Good. I wouldn't want you oh, to yeah, feel was, left uh, out of I, that. I, I would, sure. I would see it and I would, I would look at all the stuff and be like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it felt, it felt really good. And I, and I know that, you know, a lot of kids in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas got got a lot of great toys yep. that year. Yeah, yeah. It also boosted the local economy a bit. Sure, sure. Yeah. To wrap up that year, now as far as releases go, now we actually did this recording in October. I unfortunately I have a ton of video footage. I've just never been able to do anything with. Maybe, maybe in the future, our Christmas special for that year came out. And yep. the only thing I really want to ask about that is that this is not. Because it's not known, because I haven't been able to put together a special about this. The song you sang, the Jira Baby song, you finished, you put the period on the end of that sentence, writing that song, and then recorded it. That's how little time was between writing and recording that. I mean, literally, you're sitting in the hotel room where I have all the recording gear set up, writing this on your thigh, on a piece of paper on your thigh. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, and and, and that's, and I like, that's how I like to work. Um, is I is I like to come? And I, 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 did I did I do a second sh- song? Or was that the only song I did that year? You were part of the medley then, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was just sort of was, okay, right? And you just write it out and figure it out, and just like, and that's just kind of how I knew I wanted to do Jira Baby, but I wasn't sure how how to do it. And that that week, I was real busy with work and that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was that was the, the the only real opportunity is I think I had certain lines in my head. OK, I just had to finish today. I was like, do, do, do. OK, let's try it. Yeah, that one came out great. That's that is. Well, it's one of your best. But then you did the uh, I love the probe droid or the probe, whatever you're going to call it this past year. <laughs> I'm so. good with coming up with songs that are funnier in concept than they are in execution like that. The probe droid one. The concept of it just having the for the rumpa pump pump yeah, stuff, yep. I think it's funny. But if I did the entire song, I think it would have got old. But then you added the, the all the stuff at the beginning yep. and the, the extra stuff, which made it work even better. I think and that- the same thing with um, the 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 uh, Poggle the Lesser oh, song. Yeah. I, the <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, no, I think that pro boy pro. But whatever the hell it's called was your was a good marriage between the two because you told 
its entire lifespan in three <laughs> lines and the the rumpa pump pump or bitter or whatever you call it was a, i mean that was that was you finally found the perfect balance between the two in that one that's i think the reason why i like that one so much <laughs> the only the only thing i the only thing i would have done there i i think would have improved that a, l- a better is if when they were they were they were hearing um the probe droid when they were on echo base if when the if when the program was going by, if you had played, if you had put Dave's rap song in there somehow, oh yeah, that yeah. would have been so funny. Like just just like like it was playing, like it was like it had its own little like stereo system playing I, as it was. You had men- you had mentioned that, and I think you mentioned it after I did the mix, and I was like, I just couldn't get back to it in time because that, I mean, it, it it's not that big yeah. a deal. It was just it was just something I was like, it was one of those. It was like an afterthought. After I heard Dave's song, I'm like, ah. oh, okay, maybe that's what it was. Okay, I know it was an after the fact type deal, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do that all the time. <laughs> think of ideas after the fact. But well, we close out 2014. We really don't have much in the way of events for i'm sorry that was 2013 we don't have much in the events for 2014 but as you said pretty much almost at the beginning of this episode now or at least the beginning of the podcasting session of this episode 2014 i think is some of our best work some of the best shows Mm -hmm. we got tauntaun danger uh you know i don't have the list in front of me but those are the two that jump into my head i'm sure anyone can pick at least two of their favorites and it would very likely fall into 2014 what do you think attributes to us kind of in a sense hitting or running on all cylinders this year or that year i think i think we figured out what works i think we've 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 gotten looser in how we do things where we're not afraid to try different things we're not afraid to go off topic like if all of a sudden we we talk about something and it makes us think of, you know, a girl, uh, you know, Chris with some girl behind the Qmar when he was 10. <laughs> right. We can go and talk about that for 10 minutes and it, and our fan base will listen to us because they've gotten to know us. So it's just like one little extra thing that can add out to add out to our individual stories. Um, so it's just it just helps people get to know us a little better. I think. Oh yeah. And so yeah. so I think I just and I just think that since we've done it enough is we've gotten we've just gotten so loose and our and I think our timing has gotten all better uh, with that sort of stuff. So I think it's it's just a combination of a lot of things, but I think we're just all a lot more relaxed when we come in and sit down and record. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Now, as far as, and I didn't know, even realize this until I was doing these notes for these episodes, as far as not having many specials, we had a couple specials. Really, the only big one is the Christmas special, which we do every year. Mm-hmm. Do you, th- I, I didn't realize how little extra events and specials we did that year, and I don't know that that was good or bad. Do you, do you think it was... Uh, uh, do you have any opinion on not doing the amount of specials we had done before that year? No, I think, I think it was fine. I think it, I, I mean, it had a lot to do with just our personal schedules. Um, but I think, I think it was fine. I think it's okay to, to, to let things, let certain things go by the wayside for a little while. And the interviews, as I said earlier, the interviews, I mainly did those as a promotional tool, trying mm-hmm. to get more listeners to come and check us out. And I feel like we've had a, our growth over the 
past, say, 18 months has been pretty solid in terms of it's just been upward uh, that we haven't had and that we haven't had to go out of our way too much to bring in new listeners. I mean, if I if I'd done more interviews with people associated with Clone Wars or Rebels or something like that, I think I think we could have uh, we probably could bring in some more listeners. But at the same time, it's uh, I don't really think it. Is that as necessary as as it was when we started doing that sort of stuff? Yeah. Okay. So now here we are in 2015, and we're not we're trying to avoid the long periods of blackouts. And one of the first things we decided to do was to every two weeks take a break from the regular episodes, if not a break completely. Now, so far we haven't had a break at all between these interviews and Chris's special. Uh, Chris said Chris's. I almost said Chris's <laughs> special. Chris's special but i mean the breaks are there to keep us from getting burnout which i think is a good thing but it also gives us a regular opportunity to do something different i was just curious if there's anything you had brewing in your imagination of doing and taking advantage of these breaks and if not that's the answer too i'm just curious if they're having having this opportunity knowing there's going to be spots and time to do things if there was anything you were thinking about I keep wanting to do um I keep wanting to do uh commentaries. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I would love to do I mean I, I had a I had this idea before before Chris and I started past the popcorn. I had this idea of Chris and I doing a commentary for every episode of Clone Wars. Oh my god, that's that's a heck of a job. <laughs> which I think which I think would be fun because the series has ended. And, you know, and it's, it has shown up on Netflix. So more people have access to it than ever. And I always thought that would be neat. It was because it's like, we, we can do two episodes in a recording and, and, you know, and they can be released whenever. And then you won't and, and on your end, there's not a whole lot of editing. It that just, is true. It would just be like beginning and end, yeah. you know, cut, cut, bloop, cut, cut, paste print. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I would. I would like to do commentaries. I would. I would like to do some off the wall commentaries. I would. I would like to do commentaries of like, um, uh, like the the Ewoks movies. Uh-huh. I'd like to do commentaries uh, on episodes of droids. You know, things like that. I'd like to do stuff that hasn't that you you haven't that hasn't been done before. That is. I like that. Or or even. Um, commentaries of like uh, other things like star wars related or or, uh, start like do commentary of star trek or something like right things like that yeah i'd certainly pursue that so now that we're into we're actually into uh march i was i had wrote these while we were still at beginning of 2015 but we're in the march of 2015 we're four years into this believe it or not we just discovered that a few nights ago recording something and uh, now, how how would you describe your role in SWIC in February fifteenth, two thousand eleven, when we started, and how would you describe it now? I think back then, I think I was supposed to be the, I was supposed to be like the professor, the brainiac <laughs> that knows everything. And I think now, I still think, I still think I probably fit into that role. Cause I know a lot of more, per, more peripheral information and, 
side stories, and I have a better memory than Chris, so I can <laughs> talk talk a little bit better about personal experiences. But yeah, I think I think for me, it's I, I'm I'm here mainly just to add a little extra color to the to the conversation. Okay, uh, Dave, you know Dave and and you are are to ask questions yeah. <laughs> to further the conversation and Chris is Crystal Crystal Chris does everything. He sort of has he, he sort of has a lot of different hats that he wears that he, even though he doesn't realize it. He's there for color commentary. He's there to propel the story. He's there for us to go like ah <laughs> he's there for the the the, gro- the funny groan laugh and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, cool. Well as you probably heard in Chris's, I do have a standard six questions asked everybody, and we're at that point now. <laughs> so here are your six questions. Question number one: What is your favorite moment working on the series? Oh, de- I mean, definitely the uh, the the celebration. No. That was like that for me. It was like everything that I perceived to be a pain in the ass is has all been worth it just to be here. <laughs> With my, and I'm looking over at it right now, my Lando Calrissian special guest badge. Oh, right. Just to have that around my neck. And to have people throughout the show look at you and say, why do you have a special (laughs) guest badge? And be like, yeah. That's right. I'm VIP. (laughs) Okay, number two, the flip side of that coin. What's your least favorite moment of working on the series? Uh, (laughs) The episode that never got released. And we'll just leave it at that. Yep, that's fine. Uh, Let's see. Next up, number three. I'm sorry. Number three. What would you like to see added to the show? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I... I don't think I would like to see anything added that would just be a conscious thing. I think everything that's happened has just been sort of natural. So to overthink it and try to add something onto it already, I can't think anything. Okay. So, all right, next question then. What would you never want to see happen on or to the show? I would hate to have us run out of characters <laughs> that are interesting. Um, I know that that's probably unlikely, but yeah. it, it's but to 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 be honest, there are times where we're you know, at the end of the episode we're at the end of the episode we're like, "Well, who are we going to do next?" and we're like, and we can't figure out anybody. We're like, oh, we'll figure it out over the next next couple of weeks. We'll yep. figure out who we're going to do. Yep. So it, it's gotten harder to choose to choose our uh, future characters just because we've done so many. Yeah, it's true. Well, that we is... have not done all the we have not done all of the, the we have not done all of the bounty hunters. And I that's true. I have a feeling we're never going to finish it because once we do the last bounty hunter, we're like, oh, it's like, oh, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> And that might be a benefit no matter what any individual of us or any individual Star Wars fan opinion is of the not only the new trilogy, but the standalone movies. That is certainly to our benefit. The more characters you put on screen, the more longevity our show will have. Yeah. Okay. Number five. What Star Wars character do you identify with most? Uh, Wicked. Really? <laughs> he's just curious. Okay, That's... he's just constantly. He's just like there. He's sort of, hey, everybody, I'm Wicked, and he just hangs out. He just sort of walks up on things and just he's always just sort of curious. Just wants to find out what the hell's going on. 
Okay. That's wasn't sure where that was going. I'm glad it went that direction. <laughs> okay, finally, number six. If Disney let you add one thing to the Star Wars universe, what would it be? Mav Krim. <laughs> Man, that was going to be my answer. Get, <laughs> if we could get Mav Krim in an episode, or, or Mav Krim as, a, as an official yep. canon character in some fashion, that would be that 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 would be even better than than the the celebration. Uh, that's yeah. That is a, that is that would have to be my answer when mine comes around too. I think and yeah. <laughs> I, I had the idea once of this is whether this is and this happens to me often where my uh intentions outweigh my or my, I don't know what you would say my ambition actually outweighs my uh actual I don't even know uh follow through or something or my intentions outweigh yep. my ambition I'm not what you sure you would call it I was like oh man I would love to start one of those funny online peti- petitions and get Dave Filoni involved and just get Mav Krim to walk back in the background <laughs> it's like that's as far as I went I'm like oh my god that's so much work <laughs> So yeah, I would love I mean, to if, see that. If they can, if they can get a Ben Quadraneros action figure, that's made, true. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think Mob Krim can show up on Rebels or something. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap up there. Uh, a little behind the scenes that you didn't get to see or hear, but I lost Tim's connection. I just spoke to him on the phone. He's having trouble reconnect, but we were done. He did say that if there is anything to add to this, that there was a uh, interview we had with the voice actor for the Spanish version of Star Wars. He was the voice actor for C-3PO. We had trouble with that recording and he hadn't gotten to set that back up again and that's something he has always kind of had on his plate to take care of, I think is the message he was going to try to relay there. If I'm wrong, Tim, please correct me under the uh, notes on Facebook, but otherwise I want to take this moment to thank Tim for joining me in this special episode this special inside the swick studio uh, it was a, i had a great time i hope everyone listening enjoyed this and i hope you're enjoying this series and we'll be back with another one on one of our break weeks so until then thanks for listening and we will see you in the next episode thanks for listening to star wars in character Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.